Welcome to Voices on Aging. I'm Jane Muzzard, Chief Executive of Coder SA. Finding things to do that are fun, that keep us moving, that use our brains and that keep us in touch with others are very important at every age, including as we get older. In Voices on Aging, we introduce you to people sharing their personal stories and their experiences as they build connections at different points in their lives. Over this series, we'll hear from guests about how they've connected with life and their community, how they've overcome challenges, and what helped them succeed. If you or someone you know is feeling stuck or disconnected, or you're looking for some inspiration, then this is the podcast for you. Coder SA is an older people's movement. Our purpose is to promote the rights, interests and futures of South Australians as we age. Find out more by calling us on 8232 or having a look at our website, coderessa.org.au. In Episode 5, Brian shares honest insights into his mental health challenges. After a series of health challenges and the loss of friends, Brian found himself very low. A brochure for Cota Social Connections at his local library provided the turning point he needed. Support from his peer volunteer Lizzie has helped him re-engage with activities and find new social groups. Brian has also found a new determination to enjoy life and has resolved to be more proactive for his family. It's a pleasure to welcome you to the microphone. We're going to be chatting around a whole range of things to understand your story and journey as you're navigating your older years. I know that you've brought in a couple of photos, so I think that's a really nice place to start. If maybe you can show me and explain, tell me some of these photos because they're from some milestone moments and something that gives us a bit of insight to Brian. Yes, well, milestone, I didn't know whether it was achievements, but I think... Any man would say that his wedding would have to be the milestone, wouldn't he? <laughs> well, a smart one. Don't they say, happy wife, happy life? Yeah. So we've got some photographs. You can, you can oh. have a look through and choose what you like. I'd love to. Well, so you tell me, if you look back, what are your recollections of your wedding day? It was very hot, I can tell you that. Was it? Uh, yes, very hot. Do you remember the temperature? What temperature did it get to? Well, it was in Fahrenheit at the time, and I think it was 101 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it would be uh, close to 40. Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. I remember we, we had to uh, send out for some more drinks because we didn't allow for the temperature, you know, so. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So you've been married ha- now how many years? What did you say? 69. So how many anniversaries have you? That's, that's oh, so good I was, innings. I, I forget. <laughs> 50, 50 something. Obviously, you know, you've been through a number of things along your journey with your with your wife by your side. And now you're you're in your 80s, 85. Yes. How has life changed for you? Oh, quite a bit. Just briefly, we haven't been to the the movies for a long time. I don't know any of the actors. The music we don't listen to. We don't don't uh, listen to the young people's music. The electronics is a little bit too much for us, you know. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of the people I know are having the same sort of uh, problems. But but you you stick to your old uh, your old ways, you know. And you know, every time you go to town, there's something different. You know, there's a different building and that. You know, it's hard to take in. A lot of change. 
Oh, yes, yes, yes. And you only have to be away from the place for three months and go in there and suddenly there's skyscrapers and things like that. So how does that make you feel? You know, you're in a world of electronics, there's a lot of change, you're not feeling as connected to the music or the, the movies. Yeah. H- how does that make you feel? I feel cheated, you know, because we used to enjoy going to the, the movies quite a bit and all our stars have either died or uh, retired now and, and so we haven't been, haven't been out um, to the movies for probably about two or three years now. And do you think COVID also impacted that? Because I know they're not even making as many movies no, at the moment. Right. I'm sure it has. And I think while that was on, I think you were reluctant to, to go into a, a movie picture theatre because of the virus. So uh, you found other, other ways of uh, entertaining yourself, getting some videos or something like that from the library. So, yes, you, you get isolated in your, in your home. You're not out and amongst people. But uh, we've, we've come through all right and there's a lot, lot worse. Mm. And this year you had a tough year with shingles. You got a bad case of shingles on your face. Yeah, I was very, very low. I've had about 12 to 16 years of one thing after another, you know, and it just got too much. I had double vision and feeling terrible. So I found I would just lie down, look at the four walls and try and fathom out some solutions, you know, and I would never seem to come up with it. Maybe tell me about how it felt when you were at home looking at those four walls, the feelings of isolation. Yeah, well, we've lost, uh, lost most of our friends. Uh, we never did have many friends. A couple of them moved out of the state and uh, the others passed away. And, you know, if you don't get a phone call for f- several days or nobody comes to your front door, it's a bit demoralising. So it was up to me to get out. You know, I, I was not living, you know, I was not uh, functioning. And I think it didn't help my wife very much. I think she was concerned, and, you know, because she's a very busy person. And it just happened to be that we were in the West Torrens Library and spotted one of these leaflets for Kota. And I thought, oh, I'll ring up. And they sent down Lizzie, and she was very, very good, and she found out what my interests were. And then she said, I'll be back with some activities, which she did. And we've acted upon quite a few already. Um, so we're almost every day is getting some sort of activity, you know. So it's, it's the way to go. You do need help. Mm. If, if you can't, can't come up with a solution, you need help. And that was just by chance that I spotted that leaflet. So you met with Lizzie, you rang Coda, like, and they've brought someone, a volunteer, out to you. Yeah. She took the time to listen to you. Yeah. You said, you know, she. Un- I think there's two key things there. It was tailored to you, but you still needed to take that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit around those two things? The, yeah. Why it mattered that it was tailored to you, but also why you think it was important that you then followed it up? Yes. Well, for instance, um, one of the things that a lot of men graduate to is men's sheds and I've always wanted to um, belong to that but I realise at my age you handling some of the machinery in that might be a little bit uh, iffy so I dismissed that. I looked at table tennis and I thought no I think I might topple over if I try to play that <laughs> uh, and anyway Lizzie got a lot of the things in the local area 
And we've done bus trips and concerts and all sorts of things. Uh, life has changed to the better. Mm. Now we go on walks every day, either down the, down the beach along the boardwalk or down by the river. And uh, my fitness has got getting better. I think I, I think it was a, a great thing. Good. And so the groups, you know, you've been doing some things trying to find connections. Yeah. You didn't go with the men's shed, but are there men's groups that you're participating in or is it mixed things you're doing with your wife? Are you doing that on yourself or is it a combination? They're mainly, they're mainly uh, mixed groups. Um the Probus Club is a mixed group, but as I say, they have these offshoots. Now, we also joined the University of Third Age, and they have once a week, they have a guest speaker. And then once a month, they have a number of activities, poetry and book reading and current affairs and classical music and all that type of thing. So there's, if you want to and if you can, there's, there's a lot out there. And did, did that process open your eyes to what was there? Because oh, yeah. it was assumingly, it was always there, but you just didn't know which steps to take. How did it help you take those first steps to go, now you have a wealth of things? Well, there. the computer was the main thing. If you if you look up the parks, for instance, you know, you can see what goes on here and uh, activities. Or you could type in indoor bowls, Adelaide, and it will come up and show you various places that have that. And now that now the computer was a great help. Why do you think before meeting with Lizzie, you hadn't looked up those things? I'm interested, what was it that came together? Was it you were at the, ready at that time, you're like, I need to do something? And then she gave you those first steps of information. How come now you feel more confident doing that? Well, I certainly wasn't until I found that leaflet and, and Lizzie was so friendly and I was inspired, you know, whereas before I was, I was morbid and, and I didn't have the answers. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was a turning point that just by picking up that leaflet, you know, recommend it. Yeah, so, you know, what advice would you get to people who are feeling trapped in walls, afraid potentially of, of taking that first step, worried unsure about meeting new people what sort of advice would you that didn't worry me that part of it i think i was so gloomy that my mind wasn't focused on it you know i was just lying there and watching television or something you know and um not getting out it's sort of fate isn't it you know that you uh, it's just something happens that that turns you in the in, in the right direction because the way I was going, I was, I was thinking, well, this, this is not living, you know, but now I am. And something in you obviously changed too. You decided that you wanted yeah, to do well, I'm something. Yeah, tr- I'm, I'm trying harder. Before I was, you know, I wasn't a great help around the house, apart from gardening and that. And, and now I try to humour Marlene a bit, whereas before it was, I was glum and... It was, it was a lot of um, quietness in the house, you know, because uh, I hadn't anything very much to say. If you're not out and about and experiencing things, you just clam up. And I think uh, just by setting myself and trying harder, trying to appreciate the things around you more, you take things for granted, the trees and the birds and all that sort of thing. Even, even having a shave or a 
shower or making the bed, you know, you can say, well, I'm going to enjoy this, you know, was before it was a drudge. I mean, it's not coming naturally. I am trying harder. Yeah, and it's helped Marlene a lot. I could see it on her, on her face that how my situation was uh, affecting her. And I found if I put my mind to it, I could appreciate a lot of these things. And uh, each morning I get up and I, I think, well, I'm going to accomplish something today or uh, find something something humorous to say to my wife. <laughs> For several years, we didn't watch television together because she she might watch the soapies or something and I watch something else on the YouTube, you know, so we were apart for a long time. So I thought to myself, well, I've got, got to change things and she likes to watch a lot of these murder mysteries and that, so I sat with her and watched them and we'd been doing that for uh, nearly 12 months now and, and it's good, you know, you get an hour and a half or something together watching the thing, trying to find out the murderer. So that's just one of the efforts I've had to make. I've still got to make more, but um, take a bit of the burden off my wife. Mm. But you've consciously made these decisions to change. And it's funny, you know, they they say that old cliche, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm. You've said, no, I've decided. I'm changing. You want to do that. And so you've taken these steps. Well, yes, it was like the previous position where I was just lying down, doing nothing, couldn't even sleep. At one stage there, uh, it looked like I was only going, only had six months to live, and they they gave me a uh, cow's valve. So I'm very grateful for that that opportunity. Mm. I think I've got through that that part of it all right. It was only the illnesses and the lack of activities, you know, that uh, was concerning me. Because uh, you don't want to give up at 85, you know, and I, I fight off going into a uh, nursing home, you know. I want to uh, continue on and uh, get a lot more out of life, catch up on the, on the years I've lost, because I wanted to help. We, we have a, a family situation that is fairly unhappy in, in the medical side of things. Uh, my daughter and the two children... My wife does an enormous amount of work for, for them, you know, you know, cleans the house and does some cooking for them and all those sort of things. And I haven't done much. I've done a little bit of gardening, but um, she's, a, she's a trooper. Mm. So that's not depression so much. It's anxiety, you, you think. You're worried about them. Yeah, but everybody's born with their uh, problems and, and you face them the best you can. But, you see, you've turned things around for you. And, yeah. you know, after years, you yeah. said, with yeah. health issues and then what that had, how that helped, impacted your mental health. No, I'm, I'm very much happier than what I was. So. And COVID, over the last couple of years, it's been a strange time. And people across the board are feeling isolation because yeah. of the restrictions and the social distancing yeah. and the masks. There's all these barriers and layers how does that play out? How have you navigated? Well, it didn't, it didn't change me very much because I was already isolated. I wasn't going out. I know a lot of people went through an awful time and they felt um, lonely and no, it didn't worry me too much at all. But lockdown now would impact those things that have it really changed would. the positivity in it your certainly life. certainly would, yes. Yeah. All we had virtually was our walks 
you know, we could take off there and the garden and so on. Um, I try hard to keep fit enough to look after myself and do some cooking and uh, reading and all those sort of things, you know, to keep me active. Well, I'd like to say congratulations because you took that opportunity. Mm. You've driven that opportunity. It was presented to you and you took it. Yeah. So well done. You should yeah. be proud. Yes, yes, I am. I would have liked to come forward with the with the solutions myself, but I, I couldn't. I just couldn't do that. I needed an electric spark and, and that, that leaflet did the trick. So may it continue. Yeah, and I think be kind to yourself because no one person has all the answers. No, that's it's right. The seeking help is a brave and good thing to do. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah well done. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Brian's story. The most important thing to remember is that if you are experiencing depression, it's really important to talk with your GP. It's rewarding for us at Cota SA that we played such an important part in helping Brian to change the cycle of his negative thoughts. Taking the step to meet his peer support volunteer Lizzie provided him with practical options to help him meet people. Brian also found focusing on daily gratitude really helpful. Beyond Blue has resources and tools available that can help you navigate depression and mental health issues. We've provided a link to a booklet produced by Beyond Blue called Connections Matter, which provides tips and advice on getting connected. Thanks for listening to the Coder SA podcast, Voices on Ageing. Links to the resources mentioned in today's episode are included in the show notes. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you can catch every episode. Visit us at www.coterasa.org.au where you can browse our information, services and events and get involved with us. Voices on Ageing is produced by Narrative Marketing. We acknowledge the funding for this project from the Australian Government through the Adelaide Primary Health Network. I also want to acknowledge Coder SA's own Rachel Telfer who put this series together. And I acknowledge that Voices on Ageing was recorded on Ghana lands. <laughs>